Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Apple was the first company to remove Alex Jones's hateful, anti-government, conspiratorial rants from their platform. And other tech companies, as we know, followed their lead. We have the ADL that is openly the arbiter with big tech and the censors on who can be online, who can basically in the future with a social credit score even have a job. You're going to be put into ghettos and then into camps under their admitted plans. Whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed, we're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. Uh, The head of the ADL put out a letter attacking Elon Musk and saying, you will not reinstate President Trump. He is a danger and a terrorist. And they went on to say, Alex Jones is the other big enemy, and he must not be allowed back on Twitter. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, when are we going to see you back on Twitter? I'm not worried about trying to get back on Twitter. I am worried about the social credit score, the debanking that's coming for everybody in the next phase of this uh, real tyranny. You talk about clearing present danger. We're talking about the ability to track and trace and surveil upon subjects from the uh, cradle to the grave, effectively, from the beginning of your life or your children's lives or your grandchildren's lives, they'll have biometric uh, identity markers placed on you and connected with this digital ID. And then all records about all activity will be associated with it. This is not simply some identification. This is a database that is kept in a centralized uh, place by the state and then is a collection of all activities from uh, the beginning of your life onward. But what you're doing going after President Trump and Tucker Carlson and others that are good people is discrediting the ADL and discrediting groups that are against anti-Semitism, and it's a lie. Tucker Carlson has a history of sanitizing stereotypes and of spreading this kind of poison. The great replacement theory, as it's known, is this toxic idea that there are a cabal of Jews plotting to overrun the country with immigrants, Muslims, black people, etc., and commit what they call white genocide. It is literally a staple of white supremacist and extremist ideology. This is the Coalition of Jewish Values, rabbinic group, largest in the country, calls for CEO Greenblatt's resignation after ADL tweets minimizes the Holocaust. Because he said Tucker Carlson is a Nazi and is as bad as Hitler. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Yeah, they're a threat, says the guy with the blood-red Nazi background and Marines standing behind him. Tucker Carlson's dangerous to tyrants, and the ADL is basically just a group the globalists rent to go out and call anybody that's for freedom a Nazi. And this major rabbinical organization said, what you're doing is evil. And so the good news is here, people across the board are done with the ADL. The bad news is the Anti-Defamation League is completely globalist, completely leftist. It defends radical Islam while attacking basic American values and attacking Christians and and creating dissension, but that's what the left does. It's just preposterous that a former president who had the election stolen from him was taken off Twitter when he said peacefully march the Capitol, and the left had provocateurs there, and then they falsely claimed that Trump ordered people 
who attacked the Capitol. That's a fraud. Who died and made the ADL our controllers? The greatest propaganda machine in history. Let's think about it. Facebook, YouTube, and Google, Twitter, and others. They reach billions of people. The algorithms these platforms depend on deliberately amplify the type of content that keeps users engaged. Stories that appeal to our baser instincts and that trigger outrage and fear. It's why YouTube recommended videos by the conspiracist Alex Jones billions of times. Because the closest thing I've seen to Nazis in America is the left and the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center and their vaccine passports and their lockdowns and their bullying that violates the Nuremberg Code, trying to make us take experimental shots. And the social credit score that'll take your bank account and your job if they don't agree with your political views, that's already happening. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. You're watching us on band.video, infowars.com. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Coffee is hot and steaming and available at infowarsstore.com. Polls are about to open. Tomorrow is election day, and we are down to the wire here. Democrats still flailing, struggling, embarrassing themselves, and all of us, really. And we'll get into a lot of that today. We'll be talking a lot about politics. We'll be talking a lot about big tech and censorship, and also primarily and mostly, we'll probably be talking a lot about climate change as COP27 is taking place right now, and the climate change agenda is the I guess you could say the selected or preferred delivery message, uh, delivery method of global tyranny. So we have a lot of information on that front. Well, let's just get into it as we do every day with our daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks. Your daily dispatch for Monday, the seventh of November, twenty twenty-two. Twitter bans Kathy Griffin and others as it, afford, it, as it enforces rules against impersonation. Yes, folks, Kathy Griffin has been banned from Twitter along with others like H3H3. Comedian Kathy Griffin and others had their Twitter accounts suspended on Sunday after impersonating Elon Musk on Twitter. Twitter has had rules that prohibit impersonation for years, particularly when it comes to verified accounts. And on November 2nd, new Twitter owner Elon Musk warned that verified accounts that broke these rules would still be suspended under his leadership, saying, quote, if verified accounts violate terms of services, e.g. spam, scam, impersonation, they'll be suspended, but Twitter will be keeping their money. We will be definitely adding cool stuff uh, like what you're suggesting to Twitter Blue. After he tweeted out the warning, several high-profile accounts with the verification check mark, including those of comedian Kathy Griffin and Madman actor Rich Sommer, changed their profile picture to Musk's current profile, profile picture, changed their Twitter profile name to Elon Musk's, and sent tweets impersonating Musk. And now they're all gone. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, so sorry. Oh, gosh, you guys. And, of course, I love this. I think this is great. Uh, the only thing I've seen from people – disagreeing with this move is people saying quote not a good look not a good look elon 
So, who cares? Who cares if it's not, not a good look? Who cares about what your enemies think you look like? I don't know. To me, this is fine. This is them playing by the same rules. It's it's kind of nice, I think, after years and years and years of the right wing having to constantly worry about the accounts and the lives that they've poured their blood, sweat, and tears and spent hours upon hours building up when it's just wiped away on the whim of some Twitter idiot when you didn't even break the rules. I think it's good that the liberals finally have a chance to put that empathy they're so famous for into action. They finally have a chance to realize that this is how they've been making everybody else feel the entire time. I couldn't care less if this is a good look or not because at the end of the day, this might be what it takes to uh, snap liberals out of their delusions, you know? And if that's what it takes to snap them out of their their delusions of, of grandeur and self-importance, then so be it. And if not, so what? They're gone. We don't have to hear about them anymore. <laughs> oh, if this if this just makes them angrier and and more hysterical, uh, who cares? They're not on Twitter. You, they can't complain about it to us. So who cares? I... I I'm reveling in this. I think it's fantastic. I mean, think about what people have been banned from Twitter for over the years. Alex Jones got banned from Twitter for saying Oliver Darcy looks like a possum when, let's be honest, the dude looks like a guilty possum. That's just a fact. It's not misinformation or disinformation. It's just an honest observation of reality. And Alex Jones gets banned for that. Donald Trump got banned for calling for peace and telling rioters to go home, and they said that he called for violence and banned him forever. Kathy Griffin should have been banned in 2017 when she posted that horrific, realistic-looking video of her holding up a bloodied Trump head for everybody to see. I mean, this is the type of crap they've been getting away with for years. I really could not care less about their feelings or what it's like. I mean, what does Kathy Griffin have other than her Twitter account? She's not on any shows. Nobody cares about her or thinks she's funny or invites her to do anything. What she do, the the CNN, New York, whatever, New Year's video once a year? Like nobody watches because we're all out partying and having fun with our friends. So, I mean, Elon Musk has just stolen literally everything from Kathy Griffin. She has nothing anymore. <laughs> You can imagine all of the self-worth she'd built up with her completely manufactured Twitter following, and it's gone now, and I like that. I'm happy about it. I think Elon should uh, ban the ADL. I think he should ban the SPLC. I think he should ban Jonathan Greenblatt. And again, not just for some sort of vicious, out-of-nowhere partisanship, but because they routinely violate the Twitter rules. How many people – How many accounts do we know have been banned for hacked material when it was the Hunter Biden laptop, which was never hacked in the first place? You've got the ADL and the SPLC and Occupy Democrats and a number of other organizations routinely publishing hacked material, saying this material is hacked. Here it is for everyone to see. Go identify these individuals who are private citizens, but we got their information. So here it is. They did it with the Oath Keepers. They do it with the Proud Boys. They hack material, put it out online, and it gets to stay up. Ban the ADL, Elon. Ban the SPLC. Ban Occupy Democrats or whatever those people are called. Just ban them all. I don't want them on my Twitter feed anymore, and I think this is 
what they deserve for what they've supported for the last several years. We'll talk more about that later in the show, but there's more censorship going on. Kyrie Irving ordered to renounce his religious beliefs to play again for the Brooklyn Nets. I think I figured out the right term for this. I think it's Jewish Inquisition. I think that's what this is. I think Judaism is now our state religion, and like Spain in the 1400s, the religious authorities are now cracking down on blasphemers against their ideology. So, yes, nobody expects the Jewish Inquisition, but star basketball player Kyrie Irving is being ordered to renounce his sincerely held religious beliefs and undergo anti-Semitic slash anti-hate training, i.e. inquisitor torture, in order to be allowed to play again for the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. We will be talking about this more later as well. There it is. The Inquisition for our state religion rolls on, destroying the lives of the blasphemers and the not sufficiently loyal. I think you're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable there. What? Blasphemers. Blasphemers? Blasphemers? I think it's both. I think it's either one. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Carrie Lake campaign HQ shut down with envelopes uh, after envelopes with suspicious white powder and threatening messages received by staff. And this is just one of a number of examples from just this weekend alone of more left-wing terroristic violence against Republicans as they, as the leftists and the media continue to uh, cry foul and claim that because Republicans actually have questions about the legitimacy of the 2020 election, that makes them dangerous terrorists, while in reality, the leftists are on just a absolute tear of open and despicable terrorism, of which this is just the latest, but not the only example from this weekend. Right now, as we speak, COP27 is meeting, and the head of the UN says that we must choose climate solidarity or collective suicide in a vainly, uh, thinly veiled threat to all of us. We'll show you that video and talk more about what their plans are a little bit later. As I said, we'll be talking quite a bit about climate change in today's program. And finally, we have this story. National Guard cybersecurity units activated in 14 states ahead of the midterm elections. Yeah, but why? Why, though? There's no such thing as election fraud. There's no such thing as stealing elections. Why would you activate these people? That doesn't make any sense unless unless somebody's lying to me. But no, no, this is – I'm sorry. This is the uh, United States Army and the mainstream media, two of the most trustworthy organizations in the history of the world. They wouldn't be lying to me, so it must be me that's crazy. Cybersecurity units from the National Guard will be activated in 14 U.S. states to help counter any threats to uh, to election officials' networks ahead of, during, and following the November 8th elections, according to reports. So, guys, we can rest easy now. Now, it's all fine. The federal government is simply providing real-time oversight and control of the uh, election. It'll all be fine. Don't let the globalist monsters and their mercenary minions be successful at silencing you. And the globalist's number one mission is to silence InfoWars because they rightly see us as one of the main beacons of resistance alerting the people, not just of America, but the world, to the threat of the globalist and their censorship and tyranny. That's why it's so essential today, now more than ever, to share links for InfoWars.com and to also financially support InfoWars.com at the most critical time on our fight by using promo code 1776 at checkout so you get an additional 10% off. These people are coming for your birthright. They're coming for your First Amendment. They admit once they've silenced us, they're coming for you. 
I am in your hands, and I'm asking for your support now. You have my commitment to never give up or back down, but I could give out without your support. Thank you for all your past support, and I'm encouraging you now to redouble your efforts at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776 for an additional 10% off on the already big sales and huge discounts. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next, or are they going to go for Steve Bannon, or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years, and I knew they were planning all of this, and I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere. But I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you. And I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 is the promo code. The destination is InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. Tomorrow is Election Day. We will be here late into the night covering all of the breaking stories at InfoWars. Make sure to tune in live, band.video or infowars.com. Share those links. And, of course, you know this will 100% be the most exciting place to watch the election results. Not going to be a bunch of – it's not going to be a boring night. Let's just put it that way. We have a lot of news about the election. But remember, you support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com, and we implore you to do so. Take advantage of the massive sales that we have. As you know, things are changing rapidly in the media landscape. And InfoWars is going to be here for the foreseeable future, disrupting as we normally do, disrupting the lies, disrupting the plans, disrupting the machinations of evildoers around the globe and we're only here because of your support and you can uh, take advantage now of the black friday super sale black friday comes early at infowarsstore.com you're getting up to 60 percent off plus double patriot points plus you're going to get an additional 10 percent off with the promo code 1776 that promo code is still active make sure to enter that in when you check out when you get your purchase of dna force plus for 50 percent off or Brain Force Plus for 60% off or the Whole Food Multivitamin for 40% off. All of those get an extra 10% off when you use the promo code 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. Go there today, won't you? All right, we've got a lot of headlines here from InfoWars.com by Jamie White. Shock poll, nearly half of voters believe a secret cabal controls the U.S. government, which I have to admit is shocking. It is utterly shocking that half of America is not aware of this yet. I mean, that's what's going on, you guys. Well, you think what's happening is just an accident? What? What? How can, how can you not understand what's going on here? How can only half of America recognize that we are under the control of a secretive cabal? This is unacceptable. Half of America is still asleep and only half of us awake. Better than nothing, but 
Still, I wish it was a little bit more. Almost half of U.S. voters believe the federal government is controlled by a secret cabal, according to a new poll. <laughs> the other half is like, they're not secret. <laughs> half of them is like, yes, they're controlled by a secret cabal. And the other half is like, well, the cabal, we know about the cabal. It's not a secret cabal. So, yeah, we're controlled by a cabal, but they're just open and doing it now. So they're not secret. Maybe that's where this 50% comes from. We don't know. Well, 44% of respondents believe the U.S. government is controlled by a secret cabal. The response broke down by political affiliation. 66% of Democrats, 55% of Republicans, and 54% of independents. The majority of Republican respondents believe the government is controlled by a secret cabal, while only 37% of Democrats believe that notion. (laughs) Now, the Democrats are just persistent liars. (laughs) They know it's controlled by a secret cabal, but it's their secret cabal. So they're okay with it. Yeah, they're okay with that happening, actually. This really is what the election is over right now. It really is a – I mean, ever since 2016, really, it's been virtual combat between the deep state secret cabal and the populist American people. And that, uh, you know, division continues. And I really just have to ask Democrats. Obviously, there's a lot of concern about this election being stolen. There's a lot of concern about the fact that we're still using mail-in ballots and other things for absolutely no reason. Remember, all these things were predicated on the fact that the lockdown was still going on, and that's not happening anymore. So why we would still need mail-in ballots is anybody's guess, except it makes it that much easier to cheat. So there's your answer case you actually wanted to know but i really want to know like for democrats everybody is expecting a red wave tomorrow and the the honest pollsters and the honest pundits are all recognizing that the republicans are going into election tuesday with a major and probably insurmountable advantage and we expect to pick up a lot of seats in the senate a lot of seats in congress now Democrats seem to be more honest about this fact, probably because they don't have the emotional trigger of Donald Trump himself engaged in this election. And so they're they're slightly more reasonable. Their cognitive functions haven't quite been so disturbed by the presence of the orange man that they can actually see somewhat more clearly than than typical. It's just they're they're looking through now like a frosted pane of glass rather than just an opaque wall of rage. So they're still blind to most real things out there, but they at least have some semblance of understanding of the shapes and the colors of of what's going on. And I say this because I think legitimately a lot of the Democrats get actually fooled by the mainstream media. I think part of them sort of know what's going on. They know that the election was stolen in 2020, but they're just okay with that because you do what you have to do to stop Hitler, right? You do what you have to do to stop Orange Hitler, so certain corners being cut is actually justified. I, I think a lot of people believe that, but I think a, a lot of other people just genuinely believe that the election was perfectly valid and there's no reason to be suspicious. I just want to know for them, what would happen if tomorrow you're watching the returns for election day and all through the entire day, it's what you expected. It's a Republican landslide. And then as we get towards the the evening, it looks like Republicans have swept the field. They've won almost every race. It's a total blowout. It's kind of upsetting, but 
you know, we'll, we'll move on. At least it's not Orange Man, so you're not, you know, killing yourself quite yet. But, you know, you're still somewhat upset, but it's not that bad. And then in the middle of the night, all of the most important races stop counting their votes. And then some point in the wee hours of the morning, huge tranches of mail-in ballots get dropped off. Not a single vote for a single Republican, all straight party Democrat down the line. And it turns out that on Wednesday morning or Thursday or Friday or whenever they finish counting the votes, the red wave has been completely wiped out and it turns out to be a blue victory on election night. I wonder, would you have the ability to smell a rat? Would you be able to put your partisanship aside for a moment and recognize what a horrifically dangerous new precedent has been set? Would you be able to see the actual threat to democracy or would you be okay with that? Would you be fine with that? Would you be fine with understanding, as you do now, that there's going to be a red wave, to see that red wave wiped out by very, very suspicious manipulation of mail-in ballot you know, collections and that sort of stuff? I mean, do you, I, I wonder. I wonder if the Democrats stole the election, how the average Democrat would feel if they would – just go, you know, I should be happy because the Democrats won, but I got this sinking feeling in my stomach because I don't know if this was legit, but I'm afraid to question it. Would you be afraid to question it or would you be willing to question it? Would you be willing to actually stand up for legitimate democracy where the votes of the people are counted and then the people who they elected get put in office? Or are you so far gone at this point that you would be willing to ignore such an obvious tactic. Because right now, everybody knows the Republicans are going to win. So if it turns out that the Republicans don't win, that in and of itself should make every Democrat and every Republican incredibly suspicious of the outcome of this. I really wonder if they do try to steal this, will the Democrats actually value democracy and demand a recount or demand a, a redo or just you know, go out and protest, or are they just that partisan that they would let that happen? I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, Humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at InfoWars.com. And the support of the fight starts at InfoWarsStore.com. God bless, and thank you all for your support. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video. The 
speaking has already begun, folks. Yes, it's uh, one day until election, until election day, but they're already getting caught. Dim poll worker ejected for pre-selecting straight Democrat ticket on voting machines and calling Republicans racist. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office reportedly opened an investigation into James Zhang. An Indiana election office reportedly ejected a Democrat poll worker over allegations he had pressured poll poll goers against voting for certain candidates and even pre-selected Democratic candidates on a voting machine last week, local uh, election officials told Fox News. The the incidents took place at a polling place in Carmel, Indiana, under the Hamilton County Election Office. Hamilton County Election Administrator Beth Scheller declined to confirm the poll worker's identity in an interview to Fox News Digital, but detailed a report from the inspector at the polling location. Scheller stated that the inspector had learned of two separate incidents that may constitute electioneering and election interference. The poll worker, first identified by Chalk World Chalkboard Review Executive Director Tony Kennett as James Zhang is now reportedly being investigated by the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, and Scheller says she hopes to see Zhang prosecuted. The inspector then learned of a second incident, and one this one involving potential election interference. Scheller said the poll worker was assisting a voter with an electronic ballot and pressed the straight Democrat ticket option during the explanation. She said the voter was then confused about how to change the selection and raise the issue with another nearby poll worker. That worker resolved the issue, allowing the voter to cast a legitimate ballot and then informed the polling inspector of what had happened, Scheller said. So I wonder if he'd been able to do this with other people's ballots. So again, it's like somebody is having trouble with the ballot machine. Here comes your nice, helpful Democrat activist. Go, I'll show, I'll show you how to do it. You can just press the Democrat, all, you know, just straight Democrat ticket button here, and uh, and now you're done. And they're like, but I wanted to vote for other people. And he's like, well, it's done. I, you know, now this is how the machine works. So you just press that button, and then it's done. It's just like some poor old lady. Like, I would like to not be robbed anymore. <laughs> I would like to vote for Republicans this time. And uh, yeah, so they're they're already doing it. And again, this is you. It's not like we've moved beyond the realm of like high society, secret societies meeting and organizing mass campaigns of disinformation where they're gonna, you know, cheat in the election and then cooperate with the media. I mean, don't get me wrong; they are still doing that, but it's beyond that at this point. It's expanded and evolved where the people on the ground now are actively involved in this cabal. They're actively involved in supporting this conspiracy taking place and just the regular people on the ground. They understand. They have been put in a position of moral superiority where they think anything that they do is justified and legitimate as long as it's for the right cause, their cause, the democratic cause. So, hey, uh, a little mail-in ballot fraud here, a little messing with the poll machines there. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just one guy. How much big of a difference can I make? I'm just going to change this this ballot here, this ballot there, as they participate in the absolute and actual destruction of democracy as it is. Speaking of, End Wokeness posted this on Twitter. George Soros poured $126 million dollars to Democrats for the 2022 midterms. That makes him the largest donor of this cycle, and it's not even close. Uh, But we can't talk about it. Of course we can talk about it. Anybody can talk about it. You're talking about it right now. I'm talking about it. We'll all talk about it. Good people will talk about this. Decent people that actually like the idea of America and the people of America having a say and being enlightened and understanding the topics of discussion when it comes to politics and then voting in an informed and you know thought-out sort of way. Uh, we can all talk about this. Uh, you just can't talk about it if you're scared of the ADL because, you know, to talk about George Soros. See, this is the way hate speech works. Hate speech, 
people don't understand it. They think it's something real or they think it's something totally made up. No, it, it, it's real. It's just not hate speech. Hate speech is the label they give to information that is factually true but comports to a pre-established uh, prejudice or bias, right? If I were to say that – I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. If, if I were to say that uh, LeBron James and uh, Puff Daddy were uh, orchestrating a, a global overthrow of democratic systems, nobody would care. Right. For, for one thing, it wouldn't be true, but for the other thing is uh, nobody would care because that's not a that's not a uh, a racist attribute that's attributed to black people. Right. You, it's not a it's not a prejudice that black people are running an international cabal to overthrow the democratic system. So it's OK to accuse somebody of that because it's it's not in line with what the pre. Now, if I were to say that they were street criminals, then that comports to the pre-established design of the you know racist paradigm. So you're only not allowed to talk about George Soros doing something when it comports to the pre-established uh, prejudice about Jewish people. So it's when reality matches the prejudice, that's hate speech. Does that make sense? If I understand what I mean by that? So it uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These labels don't matter. You can just talk about this stuff because it's true, and it doesn't matter if it comports to a prejudice or not. If it's true, you can talk about it. And then the ADL or whoever else who wants to weaponize you know, uh, Holocaust trauma can uh, call you an anti-Semite for talking about George Soros, and you can remind him them that he was a literal Nazi collaborator, and they can go jump in a river because who cares what they have to say? They're liars, cheaters, frauds. So screw them. Who cares? Yeah, we can still talk about this. We can talk about the fact that there is a foreign billionaire that lives on a yacht and only got his fortune by designing the collapse of entire monetary systems in order to enrich himself. Just a just a viciously, despicably evil person. Uh, yeah, you can talk about that. That's OK. It's OK. It's all right. Totally fine. The dude helped load Jews onto trains and send them to camps. It's not anti-Semitic to talk about him, and it's so stupid that people think that it is. Uh, it's also stupid that we allow that sort of thing to happen in our country. Are we a serious country or not? Are we a real country? We'll, I mean, is, does George Soros even – like does he have American citizenship? I don't think he does. Maybe he does. He shouldn't. He should be stripped of it if he does. But uh, what type of democracy is valid when you have foreign billionaires – being the number one donor to a political party in this country. It's a completely broken system. It's utterly shattered at this point. And of course, the media is the, – the, they cooperate in this. They're the way that this is actually carried out. New York Times wrote this. As elections approach, Biden spins his economic record. What do you – what do you read from that headline? As elections approach, Biden spins his economic record. I don't know. I picture Biden as a DJ spinning records up there, right? No, what they mean is he's lying. What they mean to what you mean to say, New York Times, is that Biden lies to cover up his abysmal failure on the economic front. Biden and all of the Democrats 
spin ridiculous falsehoods in order to cover up their absolute failure of governance over the last two years. That's, I think, what you mean to say, but you didn't say that. You said spins his economic record. They say, as President Biden and his administration have told it in the recent months, America has the fastest growing economy in the world. His student debt forgiveness program passed Congress by a vote or two, and Social Security benefits became more generous thanks to his leadership. None of that was accurate. None of that was accurate? The hell do you mean none of that was accurate? It was all baseless lies. I swear, it's, I guess it's subtle. I guess people don't know how to read things for themselves, like just don't know what's, what's actually going on. And it might seem pedantic to like spend time over this. It's like, well, they said it wasn't accurate and it's not accurate. But like this is the way that they do it. These are the subtleties that they use. And it, I just I, – I guess the only way to understand this is like you know, if they were talking about Trump, you would get exactly what they were saying. It wouldn't be like, oh, he said this litany of lies and frankly that it may be less than accurate. No, they would say this is a ridiculous and embarrassing thrashing around desperately trying to save themselves from the consequences of their own actions. It's lies to cover up their absolute abysmal, horrific, life-destroying failures on every single front. They lie, they lie, they lie over and over and over again. And the New York Times says, well, they're, they weren't quite accurate. Not accurate. Show you not accurate. The globalists are in an absolute panic right now. They are attacking and suing and censoring and spying on and engaging in bullying and physical attacks against populist conservatives and Christians, not just in America, but worldwide. And their number one most hated enemy in the media is InfoWars because we know the globalist number, we know their operation, we know their modus operandi, and we know how to take them down peacefully. We've got great products that fund the operation that also are incredibly powerful and the highest quality for your immune system and more. We have the biggest sale of the year going right now. Black Friday comes early. Use promo code 1776 and get up to 60% off on these best-selling products at InfoWarsStore.com. Biggest sale of the year, promo code 1776, up to 60% off. Take action now and empower your body. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year, and I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. It's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We are 
back. Back and better than ever here at American Journal. We're going to spend a little bit more time on this, uh, the elections and what exactly we can uh, expect to see tomorrow and why we can expect to see the things that we expect to see. But we're going to talk a lot about climate change in the second hour. We're going to open up uh, the phone lines for your calls as well. And we'll get to a lot of those. A lot of stuff still to talk about here. I want to return to this New York Times article. Oh, but before I do, uh, I do want to uh, – I don't know. Do people believe in, in signs? I, I tend to kind of believe in signs. Yesterday – oh, this is kind of a gross story. <laughs> it's kind of a gross story. But uh, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't even get into it. I probably shouldn't even get into it. But, um, but I'm going to. Uh, yesterday – in the morning, like the first thing that, that my wife saw, she went out to, to let the chickens out of the coop and it looked like a hawk at some point in the night or an owl or something had killed a chicken in our backyard. Luckily, it wasn't any of our chickens, so it must have been like a neighbor's chicken. The hawk killed and then brought over to our yard, but there was just like a dismembered chicken in our yard. It was really gross. I had to, I had to clean it up, but uh, my wife was like, I feel like that was a bad, bad omen of some sort. That it does kind of seem like a bad omen. It seems like something you'd read in a Greek myth where some king goes out and the first thing he sees is a disemboweled chicken. It's like, oh, I can't do anything important today because that was a bad omen. Uh, and I got some very bad news later that day. Uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, was it an omen? Was it just coincidence? I don't really know. But did you know that tomorrow, election day, the earth, the sun, and the moon will align to create a blood moon eclipse That'll be the last total lunar eclipse until 2025. I don't know. Is this a symbol? Is this a sign? Is this a is this some sort of celestial tipping point that we're reaching? Or is it just a coincidence that on the day we expect a red wave to wash over American politics, the moon itself will turn red in celebration? Or is it that it's turning red for the the blood of patriots that will soon be spilled by the communistic takeover of this country. I don't know. I don't know. We need a, we need a cleric. <laughs> we need a druid to help us read these signs and symbols in the sky to understand what they foretell. That's a little bit uh, – I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think – I don't think um, things like astrology are as uh, absurd as everybody thinks. I think there's something to it. I think human beings are more influenced by the rotations of the heavens than we like to admit. And everybody sort of recognizes that. So we'll see. Tomorrow, the earth, sun, and moon aligning and creating a blood moon eclipse. Should be fun to watch. Maybe, maybe that's a better use of our time looking at the sky and telescopes instead of actually watching the absurd charade of American politics play out. But we'll be here regardless, and I hope you join us tomorrow as InfoWars will be broadcasting late into the night. The Blood Moon Broadcast. Let's return to this uh, story here. As elections approach, Biden spins his economic record. Which, you know, if the New York Times was honest, it would say something like, as election approach, Biden lies like a dog he's lying like a dog he's lying like a dishonest dog 
The president, who has long been seen as embellishing the truth, has recently overstated his influence on the economy or omitted key facts. This week, Mr. Biden praised himself for giving retirees a rage during a speech in Florida. The only problem is that it's not, and he didn't. So darn it. Ah, just another lie. Another lie that they that they pad and they they present, but they present it in a way that makes it seem eh, not that not that important. It's just a hey, sort of little embellishment here, a little little self-congratulation there that's not quite deserved. But no, it's just he's lying. What he what's happening is that he's lying and he's gaslighting and you're helping him do it. You despicable scumbags in stops across the country in recent weeks mr biden has also credited himself with bringing down the federal budget deficit the gap between what america's owes and what it earns saying quote this year the deficit under our leadership is falling by 1.4 trillion he said last week in syracuse new york ladies and gentlemen the largest ever one-year cut in american history on the deficit left unsaid was the fact that the deficit was so high in the first place because of pandemic relief spending including a 1.9 trillion dollar economic package that the president pushed through congress in 2021 and which was not renewed mr biden was in fact claiming credit for not passing another round of emergency assistance yeah because they're liars because the democrats they have to lie because they can't actually run on any of their policies because all of their par- policies are abysmal failures that leave everybody involved worse off and under the thumb of a tyrannical state. That's what they should be saying here. But they cannot be honest with this. They will not be honest with it. They do, as we point out, the media always does. Technically, tell the truth. Technically, what they're saying is fact. But they leave you believing a lie. They leave you believing that, well, you know, Biden, he's, he's just – he's touting his record a little bit more than he deserves, right? What you're left with is this sense of like, well, the uh, Biden's generally right about the economy, but, you know, the things that he's done are, are not quite as good as he's saying. No, he's openly lying. He's deceitful and manipulative and wrong about a lot of things. So I wish they would just report that. I really do wish they would just report things sort of a normal way. And we're going to talk a little bit more later about the president, especially when it comes to the Green New Deal and green energy. But just for now, we'll we'll mention this. White House walks back POTUS comments on shutting down coal plants after stinging mansion statement. Quote, the president's remarks yesterday have not been have been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. He regrets it. If anyone hearing these remarks took offense. So what he actually did was say that he would be shutting down coal across the entire country and saying there would be no more oil drilling, just in complete contradiction to everything they say. I mean, they just I don't know if. If you got to be told these people are liars, it's already too late. You should be able to tell when people are lying to you in this blatant and ridiculous of a way. But we'll get back to that because we are going to talk a lot more about climate change and the way that this plays into it as Biden is not doing anything self-actuated. He's just operating as a functionary for the wider global cabal of the World Economic Forum. But one of the big problems that Democrats are having is reality. One of the big problems that they're having is that people have to live in the world that is affected by Democrat policies. And so while Democrats like to act as though their policies are all just sort of vague, theoretical things that are happening, you can't actually put your finger on the reality is that the people on the ground, average Americans, are seeing their 
cities become less safe. They're seeing their retirement savings evaporate. They're seeing prices go up. They're actually having to contend with the reality of the policies that the Democrats put into place. It's very annoying to Democrats who would rather you just let them do whatever they want and never ask them questions about the outcome of the policies they pursue. And it's getting to an embarrassing degree. Let's go now to clip number 13. Here is appointed governor of New York and also cartoonish witch lady. I mean, just look at this lady's face in this video. And that's really the only argument I have to make against the woman. Uh, here she, here's her being asked in a very polite way about the fact that the streets that she is the governor of have become violently unsafe under her control and because of her policies. Here's a uh, reporter very tentatively floating this idea to her. But I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. Gee, why would that be? Why would you become San Francisco? Because of the policies that you pursue? Because your ideas are bad? Because your morals are non-existent? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Like the, the craziest thing is that I know, I know for a fact that that woman who just said that is still going to vote for the Democrats. She's sitting there going, we can't go shopping because everything's locked up and we, we can't go out on the street without getting raped and robbed. And it's all your fault. So I, I will be voting for you, but can you please per- to say that this is bad? Kathy Hoach was just like, no, it's good actually that this is happening. These, these just like crypt keeper, vampire psychopaths are running things. And uh, they're failing to such a degree that even with total media control, they are having trouble hiding the um, pain that they're inflicting on the American people. It is a true zombie apocalypse. When we come back, folks, we're going to go directly into a clip of a CIA agent in 1983 talking about how the deep state cooperates with the mainstream media to get their preferred narratives out. Incredibly illuminating clip. We'll be right back. I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to a video now posted this morning by Edward Snowden. 
He posted it saying the most important video of the year is actually one from 1983. And it's a video of the CIA or a CIA agent explaining how he would use selective release of information to control the media. And uh, it's incredibly illuminating. It tells you exactly how this works. And, of course, nothing has happened to suggest that this type of behavior has lessened or slowed down in, in the past couple decades. If anything, it's probably only accelerated and been made more official. But here it is. You briefed the press, did you not, when you were there? Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. Uh, I also was an interrogator and indeed briefed the press when we, the CIA, wanted to um, circulate disinformation on a particular issue. Disinformation is not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a lie. It may be a half-truth. And uh, we would pick out a journalist. I would go do the briefing and... Um, hope that he would put the information in print. For instance, if we wanted to get uh, across to the American public that the North Vietnamese were building up their force structure in South Vietnam, I would go to a journalist and advise him that in the past uh, six months, X number of North Vietnamese forces had come down the Ho Chi Minh Trail system through southern Laos. Now, there is no way a journalist can check that information. So either he goes with the information or he doesn't, and ordinarily or usually the journalist would go with it because it, was, it looked like some kind of exclusive. And um, I would say our percentage of planning that kind of data was uh, 70 to 80 percent. The correspondents we targeted were those who had terrific influence, the most uh, respected journalists in Saigon, like Robert Chaplin of the New Yorker magazine, Kai's Beach uh, of the Los Angeles Times from time to time, and also he worked for the Chicago Daily News, uh, Bud Merrick of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Malcolm Brown of the New York Times, uh, even Maynard Parker of Newsweek magazine. Uh, we would uh, go after these gentlemen. Uh, I would uh, be directed to cultivate them, to spend time with them at uh, the Caravelle Hotel or the Continental Hotel, to socialize with them, and, and slowly but surely to try to gain their confidence by dolloping out uh, valid information, information which was true. And then I would drop in a, into a conversation the data that we wanted to get across which might not be true. Uh, one piece of data, for instance, uh, that uh, we managed to plan in the New Yorker magazine had to do with uh, a supposed North Vietnamese effort in 1973 to develop airfields along the border of South Vietnam. The reason we wanted to plant this information was that uh, we were trying to persuade the U.S. Congress that Saigon should uh, be continued to uh, should continue to get a great deal of aid. Uh, and that uh, the North Vietnamese were the chief violators of the ceasefire accord. That was printed in uh, the New Yorker magazine under the byline of Robert Chaplin, as indeed was a great deal of such information which, uh, which we tried to circulate. If I planted a piece of information with a reporter, I would ordinarily then try to create an environment in which he could not check the information. I would go to the British ambassador and brief him on the disinformation I had just given the reporter. So when the reporter wanted to cross-check what I told him with, uh, say, the British ambassador, New Zealand ambassador, or what have you, 
he would get false confirmation, the same message coming back at him. He'd say, aha, I've got proof that Frank Snap told me the truth, when in fact what he'd gotten was simply an echo of what uh, I'd given him in the first place via the British ambassador or other of our friendly diplomatic contacts. I am, as an ex-CI agent, uh, opposed to the disinformation activities uh, in which I was involved. I admit that I was involved, and I think it uh, uh, served no useful purpose. Uh, propagandizing the American uh, public or Congress is not the CIA's job. Share that video, folks. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun here on The American Journal. I think I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines now. I guess the question I have for people is... Yeah, I, don't really, I don't know how to, how to phrase it. I, I want to ask about the new Twitter bans of people like Kathy Griffin and H3H3. They've been banned for impersonating Elon Musk. But of course, they've been operating for the last at least four years, I'd say more like six, seven, eight years, above the law. They have been operating in a way that they feel untouchable because they are, because they're friends with and on the same team as the censors themselves. They've been able to get away with stuff that nobody else has been able to get away with. And so they just sort of have this narcissistic self-importance that they think that they are above any sort of rules because they flout them and nothing happens. So there's like, all right, but this is – I must be special apparently. And so Elon Musk puts out a notice saying, hey, if you impersonate people and don't make it clear that you're a parody, you will be banned. And they take that as like a challenge. They're like, well, then I'm going to impersonate Elon Musk, and then they get banned. And they're like, what? 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 I got banned. It's like no, if you specifically said don't do this, and then you did it, and now you're banned. Sorry. But I've actually seen – I don't know. You know, Part of me wants to be like – Like I, you know, should I should I be should I be against this? Should I, I mean, is this really in in line with free speech? Banning people for pretending to be the you know should should the owner of Twitter be able to ban people who mock him or make fun of him or impersonate him? Then a much larger side of me says, screw these people, ban them all for whatever reason you want, Elon. These are the rules that they made. Now they have to play by them. Who cares? So I don't know. I, I want people's input on that because I've actually seen people. Online, say, and they all have the exact same phrasing for it. They all say it's not a good look, not a good look, which is just the gayest. I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to use that term <laughs> flippantly, but it's just gay. All right, it's just kind of, it's just weird. It's just like mm, not a good look. It's like, oh, really? The people that despise us and are trying to kill us and hate us vehemently might not like what we're doing. Oh, we better we better care about what they say. Who cares? Who cares if it's not a good look? <laughs> I, I couldn't care less. Not a good look. Like, imagine imagine telling Twitter, uh, hey, you know, banning Alex Jones for saying that Oliver Darcy looks like a possum. Not a good look. You think they'd be like, wow, really? It's not a good look. 
No, people might think that we're censored. They don't care. They just ban them. So, like, screw Kathy Griffin. Screw H3H3. These people celebrate and advocate for people being banned from all sorts of platforms for no reason at all other than they just disagree with them, right? It's just people being like, um, I'm, I'm white and I don't hate white people. And there's like, Nazi, ban this Nazi, ban this Nazi for life. And then Kathy Griffin's just like holding up the severed head of Donald Trump. And it's just like, you can't ban me. I'm important. I'm in charge now. Uh, so screw them, ban them all. I, I on, legitimately, I think Elon Musk, all of the people that he met with, Jonathan Greenblatt, the ADL, Yoel, whatever, all of the People who use their position of self-appointed godhood to try to silence people speaking out about their you know, chosen ethnic group. Ban them all. They should literally be banned. They can whine and complain. They can go on MSNBC and CNN and they can demand that something happen. But here's the deal. They've already launched a massive boycott. There's already 20-something corporations that have pulled advertising from twitter they're already on the full attack they're already doing this capitulation will only encourage them i think i legitimately think the adl should be banned for its numerous targeted harassment activity they routine i mean that's all they do they are the defamation league all they do is put targets on people's backs people who don't deserve it people who are just people like me right who just get up here and Try to tell the truth about what's going on. Try to tell the truth about the way that you know ethnic trauma is weaponized against the American people. And the ADL has no problem calling me all sorts of horrific and terrible things and then cooperating with big tech. So that's the first search result if you're trying to look stuff up. At. Like screw these people, ban them all, silence them all. And if they don't like it, it doesn't matter because we don't have to hear from them anymore. They cannot like it all they want quietly by themselves and nobody has to hear it. Away with them. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think I understand now for a moment why liberals uh, are so in favor of censorship. It's such an easy solution. It's so simple. (laughs) You just silence them and then they go away. It's amazing. It's like a cheat. It's like a video game cheat. But I don't know if, you know, is this, uh, yeah, is this something that we should uh, care about? Is this something we say, well, it's a bad look, Elon. That's a bad look. You don't want to look bad to the psychopaths, do you? You don't want to look bad to the vicious, hateful idiots. I don't know. You tell me. Give me a call. What do you think? Should they all be banned or should... uh, Elon, uh, allow the disinformation, the misinformation, the targeted harassments, the threats, the racial bigotry, the the hatefulness, the hacked material, all of the terms and service violating content that they post regularly. Should they be allowed to continue to do that or should they actually be held accountable and be forced to live by the same rules that they demand everybody else submit under? You tell me. Give me a call. The number to dial is one 789 2539 That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call and uh, let me know. What do you think Elon should do as owner of Twitter? I really do think he should. You know, I, I actually, actually, let me, let me stop myself right there. I've got a better idea for Elon. I think we should actually be taking the 
real effective tactics of the left and using them against them. I don't think they should ban these people. I think that they should quietly shadow ban them. I think that what really needs to happen is that the ADL needs to find that every time it tweets out, nobody seems to see it. And they only get like one or two likes. And, you know, the only people responding are the the people proving them wrong and, and counter signaling them. I think it'd be great if uh, every time Jonathan Greenblatt tweeted something out, he would be feverishly checking his phone and being like, why are my likes in two digits? Why I, be, I usually get thousands of, of likes as soon as I post. I'm usually forced into everyone's feed. I, I want to see them just winnowed down, degraded, disintegrated to where they just on their own volition just give up because there's no point in even trying anymore. I think that might be a better tact. I think you just kick them off the platform, then they are just going to freak out and, and they'll never shut up and it'll just be annoying. Uh, so I think you just need to slowly crank them down and then when they i mean they aren't gonna have proof for that that being the fact of, of what's happening so then as they start to complain uh, twitter is suppressing our views you can just say um, maybe you're just not popular sweetie yeah maybe nobody likes you and that's why you're not popular and maybe you should stop trying maybe that's a better tactic we should take i don't know am i being petulant am i being petty here or are we just fighting the war on the battlefield that they have decided the battle should be fought on. And that's that really is how I feel. It's like – screw it. It's like the – it's like getting to the, to the end of World War II and uh, it's like, yeah, we're going to hang the Nazi leaders. And they're like, ooh, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Okay, it's like what the people that put millions of people in camps – had them dig their own trenches and then shot them in the back of their head and left their body to rot on the battlefield. You you want oh you, it's not a good look to punish those people. It's not a good look to treat them with the same vigor that they treated you and your loved ones. No, this is a war. This is a battle. For the last six years, they have relentlessly silenced their opposition. And every warning about it and every you know plea by good and reasonable and decent people say you're leading us down a bad road they scoffed at it they laughed at it they thought it was just a an excuse because people didn't want to be silenced well now they get to know what it's like to be subjected to their own rules and i love it the biggest sale of 2022 at infowarsstore.com is about to end all our products are marked down at least 40 to 50 percent But with promo code 1776, get an additional 10% off and double Patriot points. That's 60% off and 10% off on your next order as well. You cannot beat the deal. Plus, we've got incredible products like Vitamin Mineral Fusion, X3, DNA Force Plus. The list goes on and on. And these products aren't just amazing. They also fund the tip of the spear in the fight against the New World Order. So I want to thank you all for your previous support. And I want to encourage you now to take advantage of the best deals of 2022 at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Get up to 60% off and it keeps us on the air. And it boosts your immune system and so much more. Take action now. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. 
Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Uh, your advertisement from your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum. Right. Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto fun InfoWars. Donate now. InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks still so much to cover on today's program there is covid news there's climate change news there's uh, transgender news all of our favorite topics to discuss absolute freaking weirdos they all sort of sort of blend together in a lot of ways we were talking the last hour about current state of politics and the way the democrats are resorting to their favorite tactic of just lying shamelessly to try to prevent you know try to staunch the the bleeding that they expect to experience t- uh tomorrow morning when the polls open and one of the things that Biden's been doing is uh just telling everybody what the real what the real deal is with the uh, energy policies Stories uh, all over the place. Biden feud with big oil ratchets up just as world needs more U.S. oil. And, of course, COP27 is meeting right now as world leaders are, again, being browbeaten and harassed and threatened into submitting to this globalist scheme. And let's just uh, remind everybody that this is not necessarily anything new, and it's one of the things that – I remember hearing about this a decade ago, watching Alex Jones and hearing him talk about climate change, hearing him talk about carbon taxes and that sort of stuff, and not really getting it, not really understanding what he was talking about. Sort of going, I get how you know you can make money off the carbon. I, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't quite get. It. Well, I get it now, right? And maybe this is the way a lot of people are feeling. But I get it now, and I get why Alex Jones was saying this stuff ten years ago. But this clip has gone. Somewhat viral over the weekend, clip number one. Here's Alex Jones, not a decade ago, but 12 years ago, 2010, talking about climate change lockdowns. Here it is. Globalist on record. And I had Mark Moreno on yesterday reading the quotes out of the New York Times, said, yes, we want to shut the economy down. We want to reduce the economy to have a lower carbon footprint. No, they want to shut off the economy to bankrupt you and force you onto government subsidy so they control you. It's called serfdom. But Boehner has come out in business and media uh, newspaper and said, Obama and Congress intentionally spending to force value-added tax. 
and uh, there's also a New Hampshire senator, Judd Gregg, is also saying the same thing, that they want to bankrupt the economy to force a total takeover of society. So we're actually getting honesty now. Speaker, that was from September 14th of 2010. They're trying to purposely collapse the economy off of the excuse of carbon and climate change. Obviously, that's exactly what's going on here. And again, you get this schizophrenic sort of mindset from the Democrats where they just cannot help themselves but to say two things at once. They're like, we are shutting down all of the gas pipelines and coal. We're going green, you guys. And it's just like, but don't we need that to survive? And they're like, we're going green. And you're just like, all right, and you report, you know, all right, the Democrats are shutting down gas pipelines and shutting down coal. That's what they're saying. They're just like, what? What? We have never said that. We love coal. We love gas. We just want it to be clean. We want to move towards renewables. It's like, that's not what you just said, you inveterate liars. You just despicable people. My God. And it just is over and over and over again. Like, it is comical. It, you could not write this to be more ridiculous than it is. Everything Biden says Everything this dude believes gets walked back by the White House. So we'll show you the clips in just a second. But this is how absurd their lives become. And the media just won't point it out. They just won't treat this with the appropriate severity it deserves. But the White House walks back POTUS comments on shutting down coal plants after stinging mansion statement. The president's remarks yesterday, they say, have been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. He regrets it if anyone took offense at these remarks. President Biden knows the men and women of coal country built this nation. So it's just you've got Joe Biden actually saying what he actually believes. And then you've got this like, I don't even know, this control system that just steps in and is just like, he doesn't mean that at all. No, he's he's saying something entirely different. He loves coal and he loves the coal workers. And it's just like in the meantime, you can just hear in the background Joe Biden like, oh, I'm destroying coal. We're destroying coal, everybody. We're getting rid of coal. No more coal. And there's like, he doesn't mean that. It's fine. Don't, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's just like, what is he the president of the United States? Is he the one making decisions? He's the one taking credit for all the decisions that are being made. So, I mean, it's just, again, I don't even know if, like, if you can't see through this, I cannot explain it to you. If you are okay with being lied to and gaslit and manipulated endlessly, that you have to live with that. I cannot explain this to you any more clearly than just reality itself so let's go to clip number five so you've just heard from the white house that president biden loves coal he knows the men and women of coal country built this nation it powered its steel mills and factories we love coal coal is amazing they say the president's remarks have been twisted to suggest a meaning that wasn't intended he loves coal he doesn't mean that coal is going to end at all in fact oil and national gas production has increased and we're on the track to hit the highest production in the country's history he loves coal he loves oil. We're opening up all sorts of new oil fields. But here's what Joe Biden actually said. Tell me if you see a slight inconsistency here. Clip number five. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. So, uh, so maybe the, maybe that's been twisted. So what Biden said when talking about coal plants is saying says, "quote We're shutting down these plants all over the country." Uh, but of course, the White House is there to let us know that that's been twisted. 
out of context. And when he says we're shutting down coal across the country, what he really means is that the men and women of coal country built this nation. They powered our steel and mill factories, steel mills and factories. It kept our homes and offices warmed. Uh, They are are love. They are life. I, I mean, I don't know. Do I need to tell you not to trust these people? Do I need to explain to you? What's happening or, or do you just have – do you have a consciousness? Are you a human being? Can you understand what's happening here? Can you think for yourself for one damn second? They also – you know, they say that uh, the president uh, is proud of how we've produced more American energy, that oil and national gas production has increased, and they're on track to hit the, hi- hit the highest production in our country's history next year. And it's amazing, and it's all thanks to lovely, beautiful Joe Biden. Uh, Here's Joe Biden yesterday saying the exact opposite in no uncertain terms. Clip number four. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I... So this is a climate protester yelling at at Biden, he's treating them very, very seriously. He's treating them with with great respect. He's telling them, whatever you demand, we we are doing it already. We're doing it fast, and we're sorry it's taking us so long. No more drilling. No more drilling. I haven't opened up any new drills. I am destroying American energy independence. I am destroying coal. I am destroying natural gas. I'm getting rid of all of it. I'm using my power as president to destroy these entire industries and bring about the global collapse of industry across the entire West. I'm doing it. We are doing it. Uh, And then the White House comes out to say, how dare you suggest that he's doing it? How dare you suggest that he said the thing that he said? We reject that outright. And you feel crazy, but you shouldn't. The globalists are in an absolute panic right now. They are attacking and suing and censoring and spying on and engaging in bullying and physical attacks against populist conservatives and Christians, not just in America, but worldwide. And their number one most hated enemy in the media is InfoWars because we know the globalist number, we know their operation, we know their modus operandi, and we know how to take them down peacefully. We've got great products that fund the operation that also are incredibly powerful and the highest quality for your immune system and more. We have the biggest sale of the year going right now. Black Friday comes early. Use promo code 1776 and get up to 60% off on these best-selling products at InfoWarsStore.com. Biggest sale of the year, promo code 1776, up to 60% off. Take action now and empower your body. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. COP27 is happening right now as world leaders are meeting together to uh, set policy that will then be enacted by national leaders. The the global government is in session as we speak as they continue to roll out their climate change hysteria, put people in a state of fear, panic, and manipulate that setting to their own ends. 
We'll talk a lot about that later, especially how it's being rolled out in the Netherlands right now, where it's being most, where it's most apparent. Uh, I also want to talk about, well, we, we will be talking about this a little bit later as well. We have some more like LGBT transgender type news. And uh, this is a, a good thread that we'll read through a little bit later, but I think it's actually an appropriate framing for a lot of these topics. It says the COVID amnesty essay in the Atlantic will be followed soon by a transgender amnesty essay, wherein the left says they didn't know what was coming. Tens of thousands of young women, their bodies ruined, will face despair every time they see themselves in the shower. And it's like everything that the the Democrats do. It's like this, right? Pandemic happens. We tell everybody exactly what's going on. We know exactly what the consequences will be. Liberals ban us. They ignore us. They call us conspiracy theorists or hate mongers. Then it's we're exactly right. And they come in and say, "Uh, what about amnesty? What if we have pandemic amnesty? Uh, Because, you know, nobody knew what what was really going to happen. You can expect the same thing to happen with transgenderism. I think that's absolutely true. I think, you know, 10 years from now, people will be going, well, everybody thought it was good to chop little boys nuts off and gosh we just didn't know that it was going to have devastating impacts across the board now we know you're just still doing it and you're silencing the people that are pointing it out to you but it's also going to be the same thing with climate change we're going to get to 10 20 years from now the carbon the nitrogen all the dumb bullcrap that they're measuring is going to be skyrocketing the temperature's still going to be going up but also the ice caps still aren't going to be melting and things are going to be completely different than they are projecting and they're going to say well so maybe we need climate climate amnesty. We didn't know. Nobody knew. We didn't know. It's just we all know. We all know what you're doing, and it's just a giant charade. So I think it's pretty good framing for just absolutely everything. Uh, but we'll get more into the climate change agenda a little bit later. For now, we go back out to your phone calls. Janitor23 in Missouri has a comment about Twitter. Thanks for calling in. Janitor23, you're on the air. Hey, it's the Janitor73. Good morning, Harrison. Hey, I want to just give a shout out. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I'm I, I'm sorry. The the crew uh, demoted you to twenty three. I I'm sorry, janitor seventy three. Go ahead. <laughs> I've, yeah, I'm going on fifty years old, man. Yep, seventy three holds true. No, thank you to you and the crew, man, and Matt. You guys are awesome in the morning. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, man, thank you for everything you guys do. Sure. Is that is that all? Or you you have a you have a comment about uh, Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we were talking about uh, about it being hilarious or whatever with Kathy uh, getting the. Um, you know, taken off there. And personally, I wish she was more suspended because I like the, the whole free speech side of it. I wish she was suspended like I like they do me on Facebook. I'm on like my 16th, 30-day ban right now, and all I can do is sit there and not like anything or comment or anything. And I wish she could see all the comments of what we would like to say to her. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah, that is. Uh, as Speaking of somebody who has been banned many times, it, you almost feel like Tom and, so- uh, Tom and Huck watching their watching their own funeral, right? You get banned off Twitter and you, you're like a ghost. You can watch everything that's happening, but you can't interact. And uh, you just have to watch people talk about you and, and lament your loss. Uh, I, just, I just really hope that she's never back on. I really hope that it's not like a week from now that she's back. She's just like, guess who's back, you guys? It's Kathy Griffin. Like, no, screw her. She should be banned. And if she ever tries to make another account, that should also be banned. Get her device ID, get her IP address, and uh, full blockage. Here's my two cents. I feel like the liberals are going to make it like a trend or like in vogue to try to get kicked off of Twitter. Now Good. that Now that, you know what I mean? And they're going to jump to the badge another of honor on stupid Facebook. Yeah, they're going to jump to a, another stupid platform. 
let them do it. They build, Hey, you know what, guys? It's a private company. Build your own Twitter. All right? You know exactly what to do. All right, thanks for the call, Janitor. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Sean in Brooklyn. You also want to talk about social media. Uh, thanks for calling in. Sean, you're on the air about social media and illegal activity. Good morning, Harrison. Uh, this is Clown Car MIC, a.k.a. Sean the White Rapper. Hey, listen, I uh, recently have been getting this kind of weird shadow banning now. They can't get me on anything with music because I've taken all my music off the TikTok, basically. So every time I post something, they go, oh, you can't play music. Or they say, dangerous activity. Driving in a car while filming is dangerous activities. Or walking alongside of a highway is dangerous activities. And they'll flag my video. Wow. So if they can't get me on my COVID crap, they'll get me on music. Oh, I'm stealing music. Or I'm illicit illegal activity. I'm smoking a pipe. They have no idea what's inside this pipe. But it's, according to them, illegal illicit activity. And they could ban my videos and shut me down immediately. Look, this is just kind of another way why I reached out to you guys in the beginning. My, my Instagram was doing pretty well. I was driving in Times Square every day. I had clown car NYC on the side of the car. There's no way people weren't looking that up. No way people weren't checking the hashtag or, or my Instagram. There were thousands of people. I'm telling you, Harrison, I could drive through Times Square with the clown car and I'd get a thousand people take my picture in one second. Right. So there's no way that nobody was looking it up or checking it out. I guess they didn't like the fact that I was way ahead of my time. Even before COVID got to America, I was telling people fake vaccination cards, I'm selling them, you know, right. as a joke, because I never thought it would get that far, you know? Right, right. Yeah, you were, you were ahead of the curve, and they, and they had to silence you. But no, you're pointing out uh, a very true thing. I mean, they ban, they have, you know, until now, until Elon took over, like Twitter especially, but yeah, TikTok and Instagram are, are also involved in this. They just make up whatever reason they want to ban you. So again, it's not like apples to oranges. It's not like, well, they do this and we do this, but we get banned. It's like, no, no, they are out there calling for violence, making absurd statements that are not remotely true, not backed up and, and are totally fine. We're out here actually telling the truth and saying things that are right and accurate and we get banned. So it's not like both sides are doing the same thing, but only one side gets punishing. One side is despicable, liars, hateful, psychopaths, and the other side is actually trying to tell the truth, and it's the truth-telling side that gets punished, and they make up any reason for it. So again, I think they have opened this can of – you know, it's like it's like the same people who continuously say, uh, well, you know, liberals shouldn't do that because when Republicans get in power, it will be used against them. And it's like that's always the threat, right? That's always the reason that's – that's rolled out for why liberals shouldn't do the things that they do. And then once Republicans get into power, they don't do the thing back to the liberals. So it's like, why would liberals care? You know, you're like, well, you shouldn't ban people because if we were in charge, you know, maybe one day it'll flip and then you'll be the one being banned. And they don't care because that never happens. So now maybe, and this is maybe just a, a hope for me, I'm giving too much credit to the brainless Democrats as they exist, but maybe, hopefully, you know, Kathy Griffin's sitting there going, man, this really sucks, and I, I used to celebrate when people got kicked off Twitter for no reason, and here I am, kicked off Twitter, I have no reason to live anymore, nothing I do anyone cares about, I'm not on TV, I don't have a show, uh, I'm not successful, I'm, I, I look like me, you know, I just, it's a very sad situation to be in, and, uh, and now she doesn't even have uh, Twitter to, to lean on. Isn't she the one that held up the president's head? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're looking at it right now on uh, Bandai Video. And and didn't uh, Joe Biden say when that other woman was running for president, I forget her name, the, the old crow-looking lady, and then all of a sudden 
Joe Biden said, uh, I'm out of money. And, and, and then he turned from like an old looking Irish guy to like a young looking facelift guy. <laughs> well, now you're talking about the, the uh, Joe Biden clone slash robot theory. And that's a whole no, other whole other can of worms to, to open up. Or, or just a face. Yeah, maybe it's just a, fa- uh, a facelift. But uh, but no, I've, I've no sympathy for these people. I'm going to get more of your answers on the other side. We've got JR from New York. We've got uh, Jim in Montana who want to talk about this topic. Justin in Florida as well. And then people talking about other issues. So stay on the line, folks. We will get to you about all of these other issues and continue to talk about what's happening on um, – Twitter, and we'll get into the climate change stuff in the next segment. In the meantime, let me tell you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. Black Friday comes early. Mega super sale, total blowout. 1776 is the promo code you can use to get an extra 10% off. Do your Christmas shopping today at InfoWarsStore.com or just get yourself prepared for what is to come. Tomorrow might be a little bit of of a stressful day for a lot of people waiting to see whether the Democrats can pull off the steal for the second time in a row. Make sure that you have your Brain Force Plus, your Brain Force Ultra, your Super Male Vitality. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Okay. Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give Crypto Fun InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know, I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep going. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. And people care about the First Amendment. I'm pointing my finger at you. And I'm also pointing it right back at myself. You forget to take your multivitamins. You forget to take your vitamin D3. You forget to take your Brain Force Plus. You forget to take DNA Force Plus. You forget to take DX3. And you know it makes your life better. And you know it makes you healthier. And you constantly forget. And when you remember to do it, you're a lot healthier. This stuff will blow you away. Plus, it funds our operation. We've got the biggest sale of the year going right now at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and use promo code 1776 to get up to 60% off on these best-selling products. The lowest deal is 40%. Most of the sales are 60 or 50% when you use promo code 1776. There's too many products to tell you about them all. They're all kick-ass. They keep us on the air. Please continue to support, and I love you, and I thank you. 1776 at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, on this mission, on this march into the gates of Mordor itself, as we attempt to bring down once and for all the evil cabal that has slowly but surely tied a noose around the neck of humanity.
you know, I, was, I should really do a, I should do a report on Paradise Lost, a book by Milton, because it really explain it really explains everything so well. Because throughout that entire book, of course, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, main character, uh, is always very careful to present his deception in the most beneficial way possible. The devil doesn't control you by force. He controls you by seduction, by deception, by telling you good, loving things. But behind the, the nice rhetoric is slavery, sin, death, torture, murder. And so there really is like this biblical, symbolic, good versus evil, deception versus reality conflict taking place right now. And the place where this is perhaps most obvious is the climate change agenda where, of course, anybody who loves nature, anybody who loves the world, if they're told the world is being destroyed by human activity and it's just a matter of making the choice to make yourselves better, like, of course, anybody is going to be in favor of that. I love the earth. I love nature. I'm just not stupid. I'm just not you know, brainwashed. I just understand the actual threats to the natural environment, where they come from, and how they're being used to garner control over previously free people. So let's go to clip number eight here as COP27 opens up and the UN chief, Antonio Gutierrez, tells world leaders that the most important thing to do is to curb global warming, framing it in the most ghoulish way possible, saying cooperate or perish. It's either climate solidarity pact or a collective suicide pact, which – what they don't tell you is that the Climate Solidarity Pact is, in fact, a collective suicide pact, and we'll elucidate that momentarily. But first, here is the chief of the UN at COP27 making this very extreme and kind of threatening statement. Let's watch. The two largest economies, the United States and China, have a particular responsibility to join efforts to make this pact a reality. And this is our only hope of meeting our climate goals. Humanity has a choice, cooperate or perish. It is either a climate solidarity pact or a collective suicide pact. Oh my gosh, wow, that sounds so intense and crazy. I guess I should just not have kids and eat bugs and uh, live in a box and let you track me everywhere I go and track everything that I do. And you should probably just get rid of cash and create a digital currency so you can really track and determine whether or not I can even purchase things, having oversight over my every action at the transactional level. Uh, I think that's probably that's pro- what you know. What's probably best is that I just I put my neck in a collar and just uh, chain myself to a wall and just uh, die without ever reproducing because you know otherwise it's it's a suicide pact. Completely insane. The, the level of hysteria and rhetoric in this is totally out of touch with the actual threat they're under. And of course, you know he brings up America and China, 
as if these two are equal. America plus Canada plus Mexico plus all of Central and all of South America plus all of Western Europe plus most of the Western coast of Africa altogether produce as much carbon or pollution as China does alone. So if they actually cared about the environment, all of this rhetoric, all of these measures would be directed only at China, at China alone, and China would be – I mean we would declare war on China. We would have tariffs on China. We would have orders against China. All of these companies instead are moving to China. They're all empowering China and emboldening China and rewarding China for their behavior. So these people are dishonest. They're liars. They're manipulators. They're just awful human beings. Let's just be perfectly clear here. And one of the places that this is most apparent – is in the Netherlands. We'll go to these. We'll go to these videos uh, in a second. Actually, uh, an activist named James Patrick went on the uh, show. It went on uh, Del Big Tree's show and had a really powerful breakdown of what's going on in the Netherlands. And we'll go to that video uh, maybe in the first five of the next segment. But for now, I want to just talk about. The fact that even if you believe the climate change narrative, even if you believe that something has to be done, the proposals that they are putting forward are not helpful. They are the opposite of that. They are actually hugely damaging. Here's a post from Casper J. Nuclear Advocate. He says, this is a Cat 994A. It is a massive front-end loader. It burns around 100 liters of fuel in 12 hours moving around 250 tons of dirt to extract minerals to produce just one Tesla battery. And people still call it zero emissions when they drive their electric car. It's just another example of how, you know, their policies, the the wind energy or the solar energy where you just have to cover entire swaths of nature in poisonous metal frames that are the uh, solar panels. I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't- Zero emissions is, as a phrase is uh, this phenomenon called greenwashing, right? Where these corporations really try to frame everything that they're doing as environmentally friendly yep. and compliant. And it's all marketing. It's all marketing. It's all a lie. It's all a scam. And just please don't fall for the scam. Let's go now to clip number seven. As we see, The real destruction of nature taking place and accelerating, and not just destruction of nature, but also enslavement of humanity as they have to do far, far more destructive policies to the environment to get things like cobalt to make the batteries that they claim are saving the world from the dangers of things like, I don't know, uh, Dutch people having cows. It's really incredible. It's like in order to save the earth, we have to stop Dutch farmers from having their their quaint little homesteads – That's unacceptable, and instead we're just going to have a giant biblical scene of horror where you have children digging in mines in Africa and destroying entire ecosystems to get cobalt. I mean none of this makes any sense. It's a scam. None of it – none of it. None of it. None of it. Not a single part of this reflects reality even in the slightest. Let's go now to clip number seven. I mean, it's just uh, in this scene of almost biblical toil, the prize is cobalt. For our radio listeners, we're just seeing a 
wide view of just a massive open pit mine. The metal is a key ingredient of rechargeable batteries, and the last 72% of the world's production came from the DRC. You just see these swaths of humanity just carrying rocks on their back. Informal diggers have worked for years in violation of national laws and in defiance of the site's owner, Anglo-Swiss giant Glencore. Just slavery, open pit mines, toxic metals, poisons, indentured servitude. They say they can make the equivalent of $200 on a good week. It's a small fortune in a country where most live on under $2 a day. so happy artisanal diggers artisanal diggers say they prefer to work in uh, on industrial concessions with large identified deposits rather than government designated zones and this is what they're advocating in favor of get rid of the small dutch farmers those are destroying the earth but go ahead and let the open pit mine slave camps continue please don't fall for this please folks please just just don't just don't do it just understand it's a scam just ignore these people. Ideally, imprison them. <laughs> just they are a threat to humanity itself. We we have to stop. We have to stop them, folks. We absolutely have to stop them. We're dedicated to stopping them. I'm sorry. I've, I've just I've rambled on too long. I wanted to play these videos. We're going to go to some videos in the first five, but I promise I will get to all of your calls in the next hour. If you're online now, stay on the line. I will get to you, and we'll let you have your. Uh, your time to, to tell us what you think, Jeremy, Jr., Aaron, Jim, all of you, Justin. You're all getting on the air. Just stay tuned for the third hour of American Journal. In the meantime, go to InfoWarsStore.com. Multivitamin, the whole food, uh, the whole food multivitamin, the vitamin D3 gummies, the vitamin C plus zinc. All of these are 40 percent off and in limited supply, so they're selling out fast. If you want to be at your best help health go to infowarsstore.com buy some of the supplements and see the difference it makes in your life today get an extra 10 percent off with the promo code 1776 infowarsstore.com third hour begins in just a minute the biggest sale of 2022 at infowarsstore.com is about to end all our products are marked down at least 40 to 50 percent but with promo code 1776, get an additional 10% off and double Patriot points. That's 60% off and 10% off on your next order as well. You cannot beat the deal. Plus, we've got incredible products like Vitamin Mineral Fusion, X3, DNA Force Plus. The list goes on and on. And these products aren't just amazing. They also fund the tip of the spear in the fight against the New World Order. So I want to thank you all for your previous support. And I want to encourage you now to take advantage of the best deals of 2022 at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Get up to 60% off and it keeps us on the air and it boosts your immune system and so much more. Take action now.